What is up today's today crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Chow. I'm the founder and CEO of the Today Today Movement, here to help you crush your goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure that you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you take a screenshot that you're listening to this podcast. Throw it up on your social media and make sure to tag us at TTDTLF, which is also linked in the description box if you need a reference. Today, I have got Mike James with me. Um, bro, I am so excited to have you on this podcast. So go on and give us a little introduction about yourself and tell us who you are. Sounds good. Sounds good. I'm excited to be here as well, Colton. And I just want to start off by saying my name is Mike James and you have Colton Trout. You have a kick-ass name. Uh, <laughs> my name is super generic, but uh, right when I had messaged you about having a conversation, I... Uh, I noticed your name. Your name is really cool. Um, so thank you. Yeah, this is uh, Mike James, and I'm the author and creator of Now Secrets of a Life Coach audio series, uh, which is available on iTunes and Amazon. And I'm a, a life coach that after coaching over 800 clients, what I've basically done is turned you know, common themes I've heard over and over again, emotional patterns and mental trends, and turn them into stories. Uh, that are very cinematic and they're very um, easy to follow, but also very powerful in messages behind them. So I've been working really hard and, and my second album is on its way in the, in the next probably three months. And, you know, as I've been telling people, this is the soundtrack of the human experience. Yeah. And it's been quite a really exciting journey seeing where these stories have landed and how they've hit people. Yeah, that's awesome. And then that's so true too. Um, you were kind of saying like the human experience because you sent them over to me and I was listening to them and it is so true. I mean, first and foremost, like you were saying, they're really easy to follow. They are really easy to follow and they are so entertaining. Like I really enjoyed listening to them. And at first I thought it was like, okay, this may be an audio series where it's kind of like an audio book. Um, and it's just somebody kind of reading a story. But then like when I got into it, I was like, whoa, this is so much more cool. Like this is so much easier to listen to because I love listening to audiobooks. Don't get me wrong. I love listening to audiobooks. Some books are just boring. They are so hard to listen to and they are so hard to follow. And then you just kind of find yourself like zoning in and out of the actual book. But with this audio experience, like I did not have that issue at all all like I was just hooked from the first like two seconds I was like all right I'm in all right let's listen to all of them <laughs> so <laughs> thank you it's great to hear having that that second audio experience um uh, in the next couple of months so with this because this is a very unique medium to kind of share what you've learned because like you said you've coached over 800 clients which is phenomenal, and you've taken all of that experience and then you put it into this audio series. So how did you come around to like figuring out like, oh, I wanna do it this way? Like, does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So a couple of things, I'm with you. I really love audiobooks and information is great, of course, and there's so much out there that we don't even need to read books anymore. We could just Google it or check yeah. it out. And, and to me, there was, in my coaching, I used to use metaphors and some storytelling as a way to drive really important points home versus just asking a really powerful question, which that is included in there. And that's very important because I'm not, it's not my job to provide direction, but more, you know, pull someone from the inside out with these questions. And it's, it's, here's the, the interesting answer of it and not to make a long story super long, but if you, can, 
if you pay attention to stuff you're interested in as a little kid, it blossoms when you're an adult. So when I was a little kid, I used to love, you know, I'd get bored with some of the neighborhood kids and I'd go inside and I would make noises into a tape recorder. And then I would play those noises and then make additional layers of noises into a second tape recorder. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's so random. And I used to love drawing. I I'd made up a band name and I used to love the insides of CD cases and, and cassette tapes. So I'd make up my own band name and write a dedic this album's dedicated to and write a track list. And again, I had no idea what I was doing growing up in the eighties, loving Motley Crue and Poison and Madonna and all these, these random musicians. But, um, when I was, so about two years into my coaching, I had all these ideas and I was teaching group, group classes and individual one-on-one coaching. And I ended up coming down with mono for about nine months. Wow. Yeah. And what was so fascinating about that, I went to, I think five different doctors and nobody would tell me why I was so tired and I had this blurry vision, but it was interesting about two months into the mono, I woke up in the middle of the night and all of a sudden this story idea was just floating out there literally in front of me. And I had, you know, I had a pretty self-destructive time in my twenties trying to figure out what I was supposed to do with my life, running away from, you know, things by taking drugs and drinking too much. And just, I was just overly stimulated and didn't know how to slow down. And this, and at this point when I was doing my coaching, I had um, moved past that. But that mono taught me that if I were to take a break, like the mono forced me to do, that really creative stuff coming in would start coming in. And I, I remember laying there in bed with the most calm feeling I've ever had. Like, that's it. That's the thing. That is what I've been running from, what's, what's been looking for me, and I've been hiding from it, but I've also been looking for it. And... So I made a conscious decision that every single day I'm going to take 20 minutes to slow everything down. So I just sit on a pillow and uh, do a, it's not a traditional meditation, but I'll sit quiet. Sometimes I talk out loud to life. Sometimes I just sit in pure silence, which is usually the case. And, you know, story ideas don't come in while I'm sitting on that pillow, but because I'm giving my mind gaps, they, they come in, I'll be having a conversation with somebody and I will grab my phone. I'm like, sorry, I got to. I got to message myself something or I will be all, I'll hear one word and it'll spark off in spider web into a story idea and I'll message myself. And then I just kind of wait for that story to be fully formed. And when it hits, it hits and I have to write it right away. Yeah. And then comes the, the parts about, you know, finding the right musicians and music for it and the sounds. And then it just takes off from there. That's awesome. That's awesome. And that is really kind of funny. You even answered the question that I was going to ask. Um, Cause in that story you were saying, it's like you had to take that break and that mono was that break for you that allowed the creativity to come in, even though you were searching for it and you know that it needed to come in, but that was a break that allowed you to do that and to experience that creativity. And then you went on to say that now you schedule that into your daily activity to where you're sitting on a pillow for 20 minutes within a form of meditation to allow that creativity to come in. I think that's so crucial that when we have these kinds of life experiences or these lessons that we learn that are just absolutely mass massive towards our growth, that we implement them on a smaller scale into our daily activity to continuously gain more growth from that giant high, right? Does that make sense? Ab- absolutely makes sense. And, and you talk to entrepreneurs all the time and I know the, 
the buzzwords, you know, the hustle, the grind, the, you know, I just saw someone post and I'm not making them wrong. I just know that in my experience, it's not, it's not true for me when it said like, if you do more, you'll get more. And I, you know, I don't respond to a lot of things because I'm not, I use, you know, I use social media as just, you know, I'll post pictures on my vacation. I love throwing the ball to my dog and here's some inspirational stuff. You know, I'm not, I, I personally don't check in at, at a movie and here I am at this restaurant and I, you know, nothing wrong with that either. It's yeah. just not me. But on that particular post, I just said, I have to let you know, this is not my experience. When I slow down and all I'm doing is just listening to my body. When my body's tired, it's as easy as you just rest. Yeah. And in that rest, that's when really good stuff comes up, but it, we need the rest. It's not, um, you know, we live in a world where, you know, the, the Gary Vaynerchuk and the book crushing it, which I, it got me on fire for a little bit. And there's so much good stuff in there. And there's also a side of, um, you can, you can take some time. And in my, at least in my story, it was the, that was the crucial piece that brings me not what I want or I thought I was going to do, but what was totally suited specifically for me. Yeah. And, and Colton, if you're okay, just to circle back when you're talking about um, books and information being totally boring, just to finish that for myself, I, there was something about having these, I wanted to make these, you know, cinematic mini ear movies for the soul to bring points home instead of just, you know, here's more information and, you know, have you tried this and here's what could happen instead of just, you know, here's a character, here's what they've been taught to do this their whole life and they did it perfectly. Why are they, why aren't they happy? Yeah. And, and there's a story in there. And then of course the music is just the, the mistress on the side that, that accompanies the words behind the feeling behind the words being told, which is, that's, that's a really fun part. Yeah, no, and it's really kind of funny too, um, how you were saying you don't interact too many times with those kinds of posts. And it's funny, I actually did a podcast about this earlier um, called Poking the Elephant and why I like it, um, or why I enjoy poking the elephant, because there's typically an elephant in the room in almost every single room that you walk into, or in most conversations when you walk into, especially if it's a growth-oriented conversation. And so like those types of posts, because I'm all about full truths versus half-truths, especially in the world of motivation, especially in the world of coaching. There's just so many half-truths that are out there because they sound really cool, but it's not the full truth. Right. Like yeah. you were kind of saying you commented on the post because you recognize it as a half truth and you went behind and you kind of gave like a full truth to it saying, no, that wasn't my experience with it because in, in my time of rest, it allowed me to do so much more. Right. And that's so yeah. true for everybody because they get caught up in that. Oh, this sounds really cool. Oh, this is going to get me really motivated for like a couple of minutes. And then I'm just going to try and continue and keep doing that time and time again when it really doesn't necessarily work. So I actually, I don't do it too often, but like when I see a post that is like really hardcore half truth, I go on there and I'll, I'll kind of ask more questions to try and see what like the meaning behind whoever was posting it, like why they posted it. And a lot of times in asking those questions, they even start to understand, oh, well, this quote really doesn't mean one, what I thought it meant. And two, this is really kind of leaving everybody else wondering what really to do. And three, I could have said more with this versus just posting a cool quote. Yes. And oh. I love that you, you know, are asking questions and I don't mean to say, Oh, I ask questions too. So I'm complimenting myself, <laughs> but yeah, no, 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 you're totally fine. But it's the questions that allow someone to answer for themselves. You're not calling them out as wrong. You're not telling them that, 
what they're saying isn't true. You just ask questions around it. And that's what I try to be really um, respectful and, and just be really aware to do the same thing. And, and yeah. I think that's beautiful. And, and motivation sometimes can actually alienate people. People get hard on themselves that they're not moving fast or pushing so hard. And for other people, it could be like a little bit of a drug, but the drug wears off. And I'm, I love real change. I love root cause stuff. And I, I don't, what's the point of just tearing off some leaves when you yes. can get at the, the whole weed underneath, underneath the dirt? I mean, that's, and the root cause stuff. And I work, Colton, I work so hard to make sure my stories are, I'm not saying this is the direction you should take. I, I usually leave them, I, I try to leave them as much as I can open-ended of someone walking into a mystery or something happening, but you get the point of how they got there. And then it's up to you to, if you identify with the character and can do the same thing, or you can fill in your own ending a lot of the times. And, and that's, I think for me, that's really important because I'm just another human being. I can't, I can't tell you where to go or what to do, nor do I want to, because, um, that's not, uh, it's my, not my job. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's only my job to figure out what I'm doing here and how I can, uh, all I really want to do is be an expert and get to know myself and questions are a good way to do it. Questions are a phenomenal, phenomenal way to do that. And I think it's one of the most underutilized things, especially right now in the world of everybody trying to be like a, a quote unquote social influencer, like everybody trying to be the, so every and tell 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 and then become the expert and the the person with the most knowledge in the room but it's the people always ask that always move the room versus just speaking out of room they actually move the room does that make sense it makes sense and don't i find the the most powerful person in the room to be not the one who has all the answers because to me that's a little bit boring the most yeah. powerful person in the room is the one who is literally grounded you can feel them grounded and when they speak it might be very seldom but what they say or what they ask is that's a piece that can get people wondering yeah. and that i think the most powerful person in the room is the one that actually hugs the question marks versus um believes they have the answers because yeah. you know i have to be honest and that's why I, you you uh, i'm sure you've listened to tiny bugs it's the very first story about mm -hmm. yep. max who goes to the doctor the end result for all of us is that we, it, everything either goes away or changes into something else. So we don't, we, none of us know what we're doing here. Yeah. And, and therefore hugging the question marks is to me, the healthiest way to do things. Um, we don't know. And let's just embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful too, and to embrace that because I was, I had a meeting with a client earlier today and one of the things that we were kind of talking about was uh, business in general. And she kept kind of looking back and making statements of everything that had happened in the past. And so we started to really kind of move away from the statements and I tried to work her more in asking kind of the questions of what happened in the past, not to focus what happened in the past. And this was even kind of something that I just wrote down going back to your talk about motivation um, just yeah. a few seconds ago, where it's when people get really kind of hooked on those motivations and those quotes and then just the action and how it alienates them. I think it's typically because they're looking at everything that they didn't do 
and kind of getting upset with themselves. And so they're trying to find more motivation or they're making more statements about that versus asking questions of like, what did I do to lead them into the growth and then leading them forward, which I think your audios do a really good job at that is asking those questions to kind of lead people into a movement forward versus just giving them the answers like you just said. It's like the most powerful person hugs those question marks versus just knowing all the answers. I think your audio does that really well. Because like when I was going through them, I didn't just stop there. Like I was starting to ask myself more and more questions as I was going through it. I was like, okay, what does this mean? Okay, when it said this, how did I take this? How did I respond to this? What would I do with this? Or what would I do with this kind of situation? So it just kind of created more questions leading on, which I think creates more growth. Wow. Thank you for, uh, that's nice. I, I'm doing my job if that's what's happening. So that's great to hear. What, Thank what? you. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, truly. Yeah. That's awesome. So, and I think that would kind of, uh, one of the questions that I have written down was what was the purpose for these audio files? Like you had worked with, uh, 800 plus clients. Clearly you're extremely successful. That is super awesome. You didn't have to go create these audio files, um, and these audio books, but what was the purpose behind that? Um, and then doing so. Yeah, great question. So if there's one word, and I'll, I'm going to get to that one word, but as I do, I want to tell you that so most people, at least in my coaching or when you ask in everyday life conversations, mm-hmm. you ask people, you know, what, what do you want out of life? Yeah. And again, these are deeper everyday conversations. If you get to that point, you don't just walk up to a random stranger at a water cooler like, hey, <laughs> what do you want out of life? Or you could, you know, and see what happens. That'd be kind of fun too. But so if you ask people what they want most out of life, the majority of people respond with, I want to be happy. Mm-hmm. And when you ask them to break that down further, what does happiness look like to you? The majority of people either can't answer the question because they don't know, um, or they respond with, I want more freedom. Yeah. And, you know, that, that word freedom, I, I myself also want more freedom. And I would hear about, it's interesting because one day I walked over to a thesaurus and there's, there's one word I keep hearing over and over again in coaching. And again, if you hear it, you'll hear it every day in, um, in everyday conversations as well, is the word control. Mm-hmm. And in the thesaurus, the opposite of control is freedom. Yeah. And what I found interesting is that most people really want freedom, but they're working really hard to control, like most human beings are taught, to control everything around them. So to me, if there's a running theme throughout every single story, it's either a character who's really trying to hold on to control and here's what happens or a character that's actively trying to release it and how they do that or someone who's working really hard towards freedom and what things might come up but we can't get to freedom by doing its exact opposite it doesn't it doesn't work like that yeah and you know like we were talking about about you know the end result all being the same thing control is the the one thing the majority of human beings are taught people are literally killing themselves to get and nobody ever really obtains because it all goes away someday. And I, I, that was kind of the theme. I, that word control is definitely my, that like I hear it and I'm just like, Oh, like, no. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And not making them wrong, but you can control as much as you want. But I'm finding that the more people try to control, the sicker they are. Yeah. They're, They're not, you know, they, they think things should be this way and they work toward hard towards that when, if you let go, the things that come to you are 
so much bigger because number one, they're outside of you and the things yeah. you can control. And number two, they're so much more magical than our tiny yeah. little minds could make up. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, and I love that the opposite of freedom is control. And even just like in within my own personal story, that's been my experience. Like, so when I first started this podcast, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And I laid out all these kind of guidelines and things that I was going to do. And then about a week or two in, I was like, okay, this is miserable. I hate this. And so then I was just kind of like, okay, anytime that I feel led to speak, I'm just going to hit that record button and I'm just going to go. And then it's turned into this absolutely amazing thing where like I was telling you earlier, like these podcasts are going up on radio and I've been asked to do my own radio show, like not to like to my own horn, but like I never would have imagined that in any way, shape or form for these podcasts. But it's like when I released the control of trying to control everything about these podcasts and just let it do what it was going to do, but still putting in that consistent action to work it, like it's blossomed into something that's just absolutely incredible. Congratulations. I mean, honestly, that like I'm excited for you because that's exactly like you said, just hitting record, that's freedom. Yeah. If you if we were to plan this conversation out and what I what draw what what drew me to the conversation is you even told me before we were before we had met, like, hey, we're gonna keep it organic and just kind of let the conversation flow where it needs to. That intrigued me. That because that's the real stuff. Let's just see what comes up and that's a hell of a lot more fun than yeah. you know um, at you know at four thirty six we got to hit on this topic and you know and granted there's a structure and you, there's a comfort level for your listeners that want to hear certain things and and that's great and uh, but to, good for you I mean a lot of people really want to have just keep it really tight and reined in and and there's a time and place for that too uh, but if it's not resonating with you you might be controlling it too much and. Uh, yeah, time to look at something a little bit closer. Yeah. And I would love to get your input. Um, and this is something that I've been kind of on a kick on and really bringing up in, in conversation quite a lot with a lot of my clients, uh, a lot of friends, a lot of family, and just in conversations in general. But what's your take on expectations and like having expectations either in business or in life because you're a life coach um, and then even having expectations like with clients and different things like that. Um, what's your take on that? So a great question, by the way, I, I think expectations are very fun. And I think that, and when I say fun, like, I think we should play with them. Yeah. And like stretch them out and look at them, turn them upside down and see what's actually really there. Yeah. And my experience with expectations is again, a little bit of control in there and that, you know, let's be honest, we all want to be successful monetary wise. We all want to have great relationships. We want to have the freedom and time to do whatever we want. And if we expect that and then drive super hard certain things to get there, I think we're missing that. The, the, the feeling, how do you know you're supposed to have those things? I guess is my question. Yeah. And that's where if you're expecting them, uh, life always life's all over us. Like something gets in the way and, and happens that I, I think they're really fun to play with, but I also, so here's what I would, you know, for at the risk of giving advice, which I don't like to do, but I would tell people that if they're working really hard on something, cause there it's their expectations and they plan on getting this, but oftentimes in the past, those things have kind of burned off and you know, you lose the fire in there. I'm of the belief that you might not actually be working on the things that 
thing or things that you really, really were meant to do because it would, it would not burn out. Now, do you have periods of time where you're just tired and, and like right now I've worked so hard in the last two years to get this first album out while get it, while working on the second one that I was like, you know what? I'm going to take, I'm, I'm, I'm on a break. Like I had to put my mind down and for the first weekend in two years, um, I had enjoyed throwing the ball to my dog and not making it a task. Like, okay, I'm going to yeah. throw to him for 30, 30 minutes, get him tired out and then I'll go back in and do this. And now it's like, just listen to my body. Like I got to put this down for now. Yeah. And instead of having the expectations of by August, I will do this or by next week, I'll have this happen. And, um, so I, while I love expectations and the, there's a drive behind them, that's incredibly self-sexy and, and it's, mm-hmm. it's important I just think uh, if we played with them a little more than took them so seriously, yeah, you might find the real magical stuff yeah. or let it find you actually. I like to tell people, and this is something that I recently had kind of discovered, was I have expectations, but I don't expect them. Mm. Ah, that's so beautiful. It's one of those things like, like today's a perfect example. So I had two um, podcast recordings scheduled for today, right? Yours and then another friend of mine's. Um, and what happened earlier this morning, or no, I'm sorry, it was last night. She had reached out to me saying, hey, something came up. I'm just not able to hop on it. And so with a lot of people, everybody would kind of freak out. Oh my gosh, she's not able to hop on it or to hop on the podcast, which means that we're not going to get it done, which means I'm not going to have the content for it, and then blah, 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 and then it spirals out of control. But I had the expectation that she would be there, but I didn't expect her to be there. So when she came to me and saying, hey, something came up, I was like, not a problem whatsoever. And then we got it rescheduled, and then everything just went totally fine. Like there was no big deal on her end. There was no hangups on her end. Uh, there was no cleaning up that we need to do relationship wise for it. It was just a very fluid, easygoing kind of thing. And that's one of the things that I really like to do is keeping my schedule pretty fluid, but still having the structure of the expectations. Like, does that make sense? Yeah. And that's beautiful. And fluid is beautiful. That's a great way to just live your life. And I have to be honest with you. I know it took a couple of times to get this, um, podcast recorded and to have this conversation due to uh, somewhat on my part and schedules and things getting busy. And like yesterday, just out of nowhere, I, I, I was telling you right before this, this conversation that I was, you know, I, I totally, my truck is totaled. I got into a huge car accident, which I've never been in. I've never had to deal with insurance this way. And, and I actually was like, I, I'm not going to reschedule this conversation today. I, and I feel just totally wiped out and tired, but if I, again, back to the control, if I were to, that's just the old Mike trying to wrap his head around stuff and be energetic and ready to go for something like I'm ready. I've been working on this stuff for a while. I'm, we've already tried to reschedule. I respect you and your schedule and I'm not, I'm just not going to do it again. And here we are and I'm enjoying this, you know? And yeah, and, yeah. this is so, an amazing conversation so far. So I agree. it's not even over. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. So when you were creating these audio files um, and this audio experience, what were some of the things that really helped you stay on target to completing it? Um, Or were there things that you just kind of scheduled out like on a daily basis 
um, tasks that you needed to do in order to make sure that this was moving along. So I think as entrepreneurs um, and coaches or anybody in the entrepreneurship world and business world, really, like we have these goals of completing these projects, but some of the times we don't always put in the consistent action to actually completing them, which means that they take way longer than they probably should have. Um, did you experience that with this project or did you kind of set expectations or boundaries um, in order to kind of keep this along with the time frame? Did you have a time frame for it? Uh, kind of talk to us about kind of that structure that you have for getting those things together. Sure, absolutely. And I think my answer for your listeners will cater more towards people who are offering a product versus a service. Yeah. Um, but I'll try to, but I think they overlap either way. But I'm the two things that I really, and it, and it took me a long time to molt into this and lean into this is trust and patience. Yes. And here's what I mean is as being, I was a really creative kid and I loved creating things more than I loved, you know, crashing my GI Joes into the tree and making things <laughs> explode. And that stuff was fun too, but I got a little bored with it. Um, and as an adult, like I'll give you an example. There was this story that I wrote called, uh, and it's on this first album called Wild Strawberries. And it's, I, I, was, um, I wrote out this story and I read it to a couple of people that are close to me. And this was back in 2012 yeah. when I first wrote it. And I, as I was reading it, I felt my energy fading out. I'm like, and I just stopped them and I'm like, this makes no sense. <laughs> I have this vision of what it's supposed to say and it makes no sense. Yeah. And I just, I was like, okay. Just like these stories can be, I'm going to put this down and I'll come back to it later. And I would, I, would, I would more work on when energy would hit me or when an idea would come. And then I would trust that, oh, this is the right moment to write it because it's totally clear. Not, I wasn't one of those people like every single day, I'm going to write for an hour, no matter what happens. And then if it's crap, throw it away. If it's not, that just sounded like a lot of energy that um, I could put towards something else. So instead, when the story would come in, that was the time the story would be a lot better than and in this example than I had actually tried to come up with in my head versus like yeah. I feel the story. So it took six months after I put that story down that one day I was sitting in a parking lot. Uh, I always arrive everywhere a little bit early. I can, I can walk into a situation and not know what to expect, but I don't like to be late for it. So I arrive everywhere early. Love and, it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. And I was sitting in the parking lot and all of a sudden I see this squirrel hopping across the road and all of a sudden this overwhelming feeling hit me. I'm like, is this story about a squirrel? <laughs> and I sat there like, no, is it? And I was like, okay, let's just play around with that. I'll give it a day and see what happens. And I woke up the next day like, are you kidding me? I can drive a point home about a story about squirrels that's actually about humanity, but it's <laughs> in a story about squirrels. And I, that story became it, that's one of my favorite stories, at least the process of it uh, yeah. on the album, because that was, I had such, I, and again, this took me a long time to get it. And I, I can be, I used to be pretty impatient with trying to get things rolling and moving. But so the, the trust in the patience being that um, if this album was supposed to be out in 2012, it would have been, it ended up coming out in 2017 after it was you know going to be a book, then a book with illustrations, then it turned yeah. I made the, the fortunate, but at the time it felt unfortunate sentence to somebody like, I can't send you, or I can't um, let you read these. I have to read them to you. I don't know why. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, these have to be recorded. I don't know what I'm doing. And, yeah. then, <laughs> and then 
just by trusting in patience, the, you know, the, all of a sudden a studio shows up, the right musicians show up. And here I am now with this album and a second one coming out in three months. So yeah, I, and for, you know, for services, I know people offer, um, you know, whether it's coaching services or services in general, that's, it might be different because you might have to always be growing to get more people, whether it's in a, a group, a group class or, or something. Um, that's a little bit different, but when it comes to creativity, man, I'm, it's no joke how much trust you have to have if you want the really, really amazing stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And I think too, and something, I don't know if you experienced this or kind of thought about it, what it sounds like is you were able to have more trust and patience once you discovered your process to how you work. Yes. So it's like one of the things, and it's really kind of funny. Um, it's really funny that you mentioned Gary V earlier too. Um, so Gary V has been on this patience kick or was on this patience kick a while, a couple weeks ago. And I kept seeing this post about patience. And then I'd have friends of mine that would come to me and talk about, well, I'm just going to have patience. And so they wouldn't have any action. Right. And mm -hmm. then I just kind of like got to a point where I was like, oh my gosh, like Gary Vee is making me so mad right now because he's on this huge patience kick. But it was one of those things that was kind of that uh, half truth that sounded really cool, but it wasn't the full truth. And so I did this podcast and it, uh, I think it like probably a week ago or so, where I was talking about the way that you have patience is in discovering of your process and then trusting your process. But if you don't have your process or you don't know your process, like it's almost impossible to have patience because you're always freaking out about something, right? Because you don't know what comes next. And so you discovered your process and then you were able to have patience in that. Absolutely. And, and in going back to the meditation, to, to me, the root cause back to the roots is like, because I was able to create quiet gaps in my mind, that process actually found me Yeah. and I agreed to it. And then, man, I, I think people want to plant the seed water it, reach into the seed and try and pull it out prematurely and yes. kill it off when, and, and again, I have such respect for Gary Vee. I'm not going to say anything right. bad about the guy and yeah. people want to, you know, they're going to bash him because he made, he makes it. They're going to bash him because it's not resonating with them, but that's Gary Vee giving you. That's his process. <laughs> that's his process. And those are some of his seeds. Pick the ones that work for you and not like you pick one and that's going to be the one that works. Like, if tomorrow your seed is different, then plant that one and just keep planting yeah. and watching. And if there's a day you have no energy, you rest that day. And then like, it's a, it's a day by day, moment by moment decision, but, yeah. it, but you are right. It's, and I, I, again, like I said at the beginning that, you know, if you have a big dream, uh, that won't, there will be no born, burnout. Uh, again, there's tired, but burnout meaning like, it'll just, yeah. you, it'll be a project that just, sits on the shelf and you never come back to because I, if I wanted to, I wouldn't be able to stop with these albums. It's so fulfilling. It's also so tiring and it's uh, crazy amounts of work. It's not cheap, you know, to r book a studio and pay musicians and have it mixed and mastered and, you know, but um, man, I'm in love. I'm, I've never been in love this, this way before. And, and it's, it's because I allowed it to find me and I just feel very, yeah. I'm not, I'm not lucky. Anybody could do this too. Uh, I don't know about creating an album, but find their dream is what I mean. And, um, and I just, I was, I finally, after years and trust me, some self-destructive years 
finally let myself be quiet and patient and, and see what came up doing something the opposite. Yeah, I love it. And I love it too, how you kind of talked about like, it's a day by day kind of thing. And that's almost like it goes right along with the whole today's the day theme, because we do, we have today to sometimes it's today's the day I need to rest or today's the day I need to reflect or today's the day I need to put in massive amounts of action or today's the day I have so much energy. I can't, I get to go put in massive amounts of energy. Um, or action into into what I'm working on. Or today's the day I discovered what I love, and now I get to go every. Absolutely, Absolutely. and I love it. So what you're saying about today's the day—that's why it feels so serendipitous and good to be on the show. Your show is called Today's the Day, and my album is called Now. Yeah, of a life coach. Like we're basically saying the same thing. Like it's it's in the present, and it's it's um, it's alive. And yes, you could use the past as you know those are the roots of how you might be thinking but use right now to change what might happen in the future but it is right now and today is the day yeah well it's and it's one of those things too i was just thinking about this the other day and i'm always thinking about how the today's today like affects my life and how to kind of grow that movement and it, it just kind of dawned on me it's like today never ends like today literally never ends. We <laughs> never get to go back into yesterday. We never reach tomorrow. It's always out in the future. So we literally only ever have today to go crush our goals and to realize our dreams and what we love and live a fulfilled life. So it's like one of those things, like I kind of realized it was like, oh, yeah, we literally only ever have today. Oh, crap. <laughs> cool. That's <Right>. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So. And if you, like, you're t- you said crush your goals, like, if, like, uh, you will absolutely crush your goals if you have a crush on your goals. Like, love yes, them. I love you it. Love <laughs> them, you know, and, and what's so funny, you and I, if you ever come to Minnesota, we're meant to hang out because something I've always told people is, I'm like, all every day is, is all life is, is one long right now. There's yeah. no, like, humans make up years and time and, you know, right now it's 4.44 p.m. in Minnesota. Like, that's all made up, but it's all, to the rest of the world, it's all one long right now. Or, and I mean, like, plants and animals, they don't, you know, a tree is not looking at a clock like, yeah. oh, fall's coming, I better start getting rid of this uh, chlorophyll and push yeah. out. Like, it just, it's, it's right and right now, and it does what it feels it has to do to prepare for what's the change that's happening. And, um, man, humans make it a lot more difficult. I, myself included, for a long time. We put too many expectations on them. <laughs> there it is again absolutely yeah oh man that is that is so awesome it's so nice. in closing i wanted to ask a question um because i know you don't like to give advice so what is one question that you would love to leave everybody that is listening to this podcast with mm. so it's a it, it's a question is that correct yeah. Yeah, yeah. What is one question or series of questions that you would like to leave them? Sure. Uh, I guess the question is, what does stopping is the new moving forward mean to you? And I know it's a confusing question. Let me know if you want me to repeat it. Yeah, go on and repeat it one more time. Okay. And I'm going to actually word it a little bit more intelligently. Stopping, I believe, is the new moving forward. What does that mean to or for you? I love it. Thanks. 
So for those of you that really enjoy this podcast, because if you're anything like me, you loved this podcast and this episode, especially um, with Mike. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I'm going to link all of his information down below in the description, so make sure to go check him out. Um, I'm also going to post the link to those audio files that we were talking about, which is on Amazon. Go get those. Go listen to them. They're absolutely phenomenal. You will not regret it in any way, shape, or form. Um, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to go leave a rate and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And make sure to share it with a friend. We all know somebody that could really benefit from hearing this information, from hearing this coaching and this conversation. So make sure that you go share this with somebody. We love each and every single one of you. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. Make sure, like I said, to hit that subscribe button because there's going to be so much more value coming forward.